Hello, and welcome to the Literacy Curators Podcast. I am Susan Schatz, and this week I want to share with you a kind of maybe spiky or spicy or unpopular point of view, and that is that I believe that every teacher is a reading tutor. And I believe that because as educators, we have groups of students in front of us and our job is to differentiate instruction and teach each student in front of us. So I know that teachers are assigned a grade level and they have grade level expectations they need to cover and all of that. I get that. However, I firmly believe every at least elementary teacher is a reading tutor. It is their job to ensure that they provide the best case scenario possible for their students to achieve uh, to their best potential. Uh, that Whether that's getting them up to grade level, whether that's enrichment. Um, and related to that is this term that's been thrown around in the education community lately called dosage. So it's kind of shifting our mindset as educators from thinking about I teach a grade level and I need to pull some small groups and work with students a little bit to really thinking about ourselves as practitioners and prescribers of instruction. So if you think of going to the doctor's office and they have their prescription pad, same thing for a teacher because you are prescribing a dosage based on your assessments or at least the best teachers out there, that's what they do and that's why um, we can see such a difference and why teacher influence is so important in student learning. Uh, the teacher has a great impact on student success and I want to break down this idea of dosage today and just kind of share a way where how I used to think about it and have sort of transferred my understanding of dosage. So basically dosage is length of a session times frequency of a session. And what I mean by that is, and then you have time. So these two factors, dosage is how often you meet with a student or a group of students and then for how long you meet with them how long is your session and then on top of that the time is for how long do the sessions extend so i did a winter reading boost and we had 10 sessions over five weeks and so that would be the amount of time then the dosage varied by how frequently I met with students. Some students I met with them once a week and other students I met with them twice a week. So that kind of is the difference in the dosage as well as the length of time for me meeting with them because some students, well, for this group, I did 20 minutes and then a little bit of 10 minute individual time. So if you think of dosage, you're thinking about what you're prescribing for the student by increasing the frequency that you meet with them, the length of time that you meet with them during each session, and the overall time that this intervention or instruction is going to extend. And I think that's a really important thing because we wanna think about cycles of learning and collecting assessment data and progress monitoring and then revamping our groups so that we can change um, our interactions and instructional groupings. So that's another way that we can think of ourselves as reading tutors. So first of all, dosage, which is length 
frequency and time, and then also our interactions, which some people can kind of lump into dosage. So I just wanted to break down that element. And the reason we, we maybe change the size of the group or the frequency that we meet with a student is so that we can adjust the types of interactions and provide more opportunities for the student to respond. So that would be the first way is if we're meeting with them more frequently or extending the sessions or increasing the amount of time, then we have more opportunities for a student to respond to the instruction. So that's one way to increase dosage or one reason we increase dosage, dosage is to allow for that opportunity to respond. Secondly is specific praise when they're correct. When you meet with students and you want to differentiate instruction for them, you want to provide a specific feedback for exactly what they're doing well because especially new beginning readers we think they know oh yeah that was that was exactly what readers do when they're learning to blend sounds together they say one sound and then the next one and then put those two together and then add on the rest they don't know that that's the right or wrong thing so we need to give them specific feedback that compliments them, that praises them when they're correct. And one really interesting thing about feedback while I'm on that portion is to remember that when we say, when we involve ourselves in the feedback, it is not effective. We have to really have the feedback be about the behavior. So if I say, oh, I like it when you really pay attention to each sound in the word and really focus on that middle vowel sound and hearing in that carefully, that is not effective. What is effective to say, wow, I noticed that when I give you four sound words, you're really paying attention to that tricky second sound and not getting tricked by that. You're really looking at each sound like st, ah, and you're putting them together and you're noticing that second sound and carefully paying attention to all the sounds in the word. That would be the type of feedback that we want to give to students because it's actionable, it's related to the learning um, intention, the success criteria of the lesson, but it isn't about me and what I like or dislike. So that's an important component about feedback. So as far as interactions, what we wanna do is increase opportunities to respond specific praise when a student is correct, and then corrective feedback. When a student is incorrect, we wanna be very precise about how we respond to them and say something like, "I the word is stop, you read it as stop. Let's look closely at this word. What's the second sound in the word? And really help them work through the sounds in the word and reading the word correctly. And you may not need to tell them the word in advance. That may not be exactly what's appropriate at the time. But overall, I'm just trying to explain when we give feedback, we want it to be about what we want the student to learn and very specific and actionable and support the student in doing the work to get through um, that instructional focus. So overall, every teacher is a reading tutor and it's our job to prescribe our students' instructional program. Yes, we have a core program that many people follow, or yes, we have different assessments that help us know how to group and so forth. But if you think about yourself as a practitioner and you think about your little prescription pad is your in dosage and the reason that you vary that dosage by like 
frequency and time is to have opportunities for the interactions to change, for students to have greater increased opportunities to respond, to provide specific phrase about the success criteria, the learning intention of the lesson when they are correct and then corrective feedback when a student is correct. So help them to gain that skill and work through it and develop the skill that we want them to learn during the lesson. So I hope you can think of yourself as a reading practitioner and think about your prescription pad and your dosage and your interactions and opportunities for students to respond and engage and work with you and think about how powerful you are that you create these amazing learning opportunities for your students. And I can think about this in the classroom and I can also think about this when you are working with students as a reading tutor outside of the classroom and the power of small group reading tutoring, but that's for another day too. You have a good one. Take care.